Hi there, you've stumbled across The Christian Truth, a podcast where I, Prophetess LGBTQ, comes, well, sometimes I come to yell at you. If you come here to hear about nothing but Bible scripture or religion, you've inadvertently ended up in the wrong podcast, because I switch it up a bit, and I curse pretty often, actually, in the beginning. Just ride this out with me, it's so worth it. But I'm human, so I'm not gonna be perfect. Each episode, though, is from the heart, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Leave your comments below any episode and let me know what you thought. Remember, you were warned. This is me as he made me. And he's not done with me yet. Talk for now. Hi guys, this is Prophetess LGBTQ. Um, For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, I am deemed a prophetess by my king in heaven. Um, LGBTQ is the name I was given. Uh, just like the Pope gets a name, right? Or he picks one, actually. But, right, right, yeah. So, we won't go there. Lover. Giver. Beloved. Tolerant. And quintessential. That is what an LGBTQ prophetess does. That's just what we do. We know that we have no right to judge another being. True prophet, true prophetess, they know know these things. That's not what we were sent here to do. That's not what we were placed upon this planet, this globe, to do, to judge other people. We have better things to be doing. We have more important things that need to be done. Like changing the perspective of the masses that believe that they have a right to judge other people's lifestyles, uh, sexuality, When it comes to morality, the line has been shady, you know what I mean, for quite some time. So now we wonder if, is that man-made or is that God's will? Well, because it is man-made, it is God's will. He allowed it to happen. He, He knew it was going to happen before it did. And this is just where man has taken us. This is the progress as such, as, as they call, uh, of what man has made of the world thus far. We're basically killing the planet, suffocating it, so, so to speak. Um, and we, we don't respect each other. We don't respect um, boundaries, cultures, uh, religions. It's just, we're not allowed to do any of that. Because if you're a Christian, there's only one way. There's only one path to heaven. And that's where we have a problem, okay? You don't get to decide based on a man-made object, right? The Holy Bible, once again, man-made. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Don't stop reading it. I'm always going to tell y'all, don't stop reading it. Because it has the directions and the answers that you seek. They're in there for a reason. There's a reason those things still remain. Whatever version that you look in, the answers that you seek individually or as a collective for what other faith that you seek it under you will find your answers there so once again i say not to stop reading it to stop seeking through it learning from it because that is what it's for however i need you to keep in mind this is what a grain of salt looks like it's a man-made object that was passed down through the generations to be what it is that you read today.
in whatever form, language, or tongue that you that you that you that you see it in, whatever that text states, even if it's not the Holy Bible, if it's the Quran, the Torah, it it, it doesn't matter. Wherever you seek answers from the King, the one true Creator. That's not, that's not an obsolete thing. You go, you keep a reading, you keep searching, you keep seeking. That's the only place that you're going to find the answers you're looking for. Because man is not meant to figure it out all by ourselves. That's just not what we were placed here to do. We were sent here. We were placed here in one another's lives as we were placed and when we were placed to teach one another, to mold one another, not necessarily for bad, but in God's will. By living the God-given truth, the true Christian truth, by living that from your heart, from your soul, the only thing that God sees 24-7, nothing you can hide, there's absolutely nothing in the world you can do that you can hide that peace and organ from the Almighty. When that, from the deepest part of that organ comes nothing but love. There's no hatred. There's no dislike. There's no bias. There's no bigotry. There's nothing but love for your fellow man. Then I will see you in heaven. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It says, there's no heart unseen. Maybe it caught your attention. What is that supposed to mean? You're talking about we all, no, I see mean nothing other than that just because you say something, like I said before, out your face, doesn't mean that the Almighty doesn't know better. That hasn't taught you better, hasn't told you better, hasn't told you about yourself since you said it. Since the beginning of time, you'll see in Genesis, man has worried more about appearance than heart. Adam's shame was for being aware of his nudity, not for the nudity. But the fact that he was aware of his nudity, he knew that once God saw him clothed, right, he would know they disobeyed God. And the very act of hiding, however, showed God that Adam's heart, he was hiding. Why are you trying to hide? You can't hide what I've created, that I, I, I see me in the light that I've placed in you. So you will shine wherever you go, no matter where you hide yourself, no matter where you think that your heart is going. Oh, God doesn't exist. That heart, I still have a light there. It still exists because I made you. You still belong to me. Even if you don't claim me, I still claim you. You don't get a choice in that matter. So just because you're ashamed because you're naked doesn't mean I stopped loving you. It just means I knew you were going to disobey. That's why I gave you the information. That's why I gave you the information. Because there's always going to be a temptation and there's always going to be the right thing to do. But if he meant for us to only do the right things, there wouldn't be a darn temptation. Does that make sense to anybody? Okay, moving on. And here was learned our first lesson. We learned that nowhere to hide exists, that God, A, did not create himself or through the progress of man, still by his own hand because he is the creator, or B, would not always already know 
for he knows man's heart before man knows man's heart. So why care more about how much you affect what others see or how you affect just in general others, the world, okay? And less about what you affect in this world. Everybody knows that we do selfies these days, right? Everyone's taking selfies, 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 selfies. And I try my hardest, okay, to not use filters, to not change the instant image that shows up on my screen when I've taken a picture of myself. Because the filter is my way of, in any shape or fashion, trying to alter what God has created. I'm trying to filter what God has created right in that moment. I'm trying to filter what other people see in my eyes, in my background, in my life with filters. We're trying to filter what the world sees, what the, what the world's allowed to see, right? That's what we call compartmentalizing. We're compartmentalizing what the world or your different hemispheres, right? Different worlds see is also fruitless because he sees all. Okay, filters are, are guilty, self-included. We are all guilty of it, of using filters. Okay, we're all guilty of it. And in some shape or fashion, we all are guilty of filters. It might not be cosmetic filters. It might be, um, well, okay, so my true heart up until recently was I was cussing like a sailor. I've never sailed in my life. You see what I'm saying? I've been on a pontoon boat, but that's that's not the same thing. You get what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't, I don't have that in my heart any longer. You know what I mean? But God knew that was coming. So he let me be. So. Gracious. So I don't know if y'all heard that, but there was some violence in his voice. I had to address that. So <laughs> that was my son, my middle one. Uh, He's, he's a very quiet child. So when he gets loud like that, it's a cause for concern. So anyway, we'll go on back. Filters. We all use them in some shape or fashion. Um, let's, let's use some examples. Okay. Filter. Um, you don't tell your parents some things, even as an adult, because then that would have to admit to things that you've done as a child. Yes. That's carpermentalizing. Car part mentalizing okay or if i was to spout to you that um i love all and that's the christian way of life um you know like some people do say that i'm a christian i'm a christian i'm a christian but then say things like but i can't stand racists i can't stand bigots i can't i can't abide Womanizers, you know what I mean? Those are those are things that I have to carry to the gates. Words that I have used to judge another being created by the one creator. And that's just not something I'm willing to do. So that is, we'll get back to that. Carrying weight to the gate. Um, let's see, another, uh, another example of filtering would be... 
talking one way with a group of Christian individuals, okay, but feeling a certain way, okay, and not speaking that that truth in your, you know, the heart truth, right? The hearts of truth that you have inside your chest. Um, instead of speaking what you truly feel, you mince words or you ignore comments or you flat out say that's disgusting. You tell out your face how you feel about what has been placed in your life. That's how you feel. That's, so this was put in your life for a purpose. God has a purpose and a reason for everything he does. We don't need to understand the purpose. Just know that it exists. Okay. So when he places a gay person or a supporter of the gay community in your life and they come to you to correct something that they found offensive from your face um, and you deny it. When you deny it. Not only are you lying to that person because they've already heard the truth. They already know the truth and they're not asking you to tell them the truth. They're asking you to be honest. Ah, uh-uh, there's a difference. There's a difference between telling someone the truth and being honest. Because that's where the omission of truth comes in. Yes, that's a filter. So you saying, I haven't said anything. I don't know where this is coming from. No, you do know where it's coming from. And you have said something in your past. And you know that you have, but in your mouth, lies are being flown about. But in your heart, that you call a heart of truth, you have literally stabbed yourself because that wasn't it, was it? That wasn't the truth. I haven't said anything. You said it. You just didn't say it to me. You just didn't say it recently. But know this, regardless of when you said it, it was heard in heaven. And it's something you have to carry to the gates. You called it disgusting. Homosexuality. You decided that's nasty. And I'm going to voice my opinion about it. So not only did you affect other people's opinions on the matter. When you denied it to me. Hypothetically, when you deny things like this to me. That's you putting a filter. Your heart has just been placed under a filter. Even though you stabbed it yourself. Even though what you said is a lie. It's not disgusting. It's God created. And you got carrying boo boo. Ain't no one else carrying that weight for you. Do you know why? Because we didn't say it. We don't have to carry it. We might want to. We might want to help you out. But there's nothing after the point that you die that we can do for you to help you carry that weight to the gates. Of the judgment that you have spewed from your mouth all your life about other people. Sexual orientation, color of their skin, denial of actual bigotry. You got to carry the weight. Do you understand what I'm saying? You do. Hypothetical person. That was just an example of how filters come into play in everybody's life. Even the Christian, the person who calls themselves a Christian. I wish there was a different word. 
for the real Christian and then the Christian. Y'all hear the difference? The real Christian and the Christian. The one that changes how things sound. Manipulates what things mean. Insinuates erroneous information to justify egregious acts. Y'all justified slavery with the Bible. Which is another reason I personally don't understand why you would want me to believe that God wrote that on paper. That you're allowed to own a black man. That you're allowed to own another person at all. I don't, I don't believe that God would create, hello, you know, the one true creator. I just don't think he'd do it, y'all. Like, why would he give you the job, okay, of judging, right, what he's made, and then decide, eh, you pick what to write down. You let me know how it sounds. I'll accept whatever filters that come out your face and put on paper, and I'll sign my name to it. That's never going to happen. No one will ever hear that conversation with God. You know why? Because he's the only and one and only and always will be the one and only true creator. Who are you to decide that these are different? These are different from you. They're less than you. I created a book. Man created a book that stated they had a right to own another person. Like I said, I don't think anybody following this path is going to believe that the one true creator allowed another man, you know, a being that he created himself, uh, to allow another man to dictate owning another of his own creations. I just don't see him doing it. You get me? Like, that's not the king I serve. He don't play like that. And the fact that you choose to play with his words or his name, because that's what you're doing. Did you know that every time that you say, well, it's in the Bible, you've taken his name in vain. You have claimed your justification exists in the good book, in the book that you say comes from God. So for the fact that you claim his name in this book, that you placed his son in your book, that's the only reason why he answers those prayers, okay? When wept over the over the pages of your book, good book, okay? That's why he answers those prayers because it's an it's an icon. And if at the end of the day you don't understand what an icon means, a Christian is not you. That's what you be. You be not a Christian to know that an icon is something you revere more than the actual truth of God himself. The truth would be he's the creator. He didn't give you the right to judge another living soul because he made every single one of us. And you got some bows if you say otherwise. That's the message in a nutshell, right? Cool. So moving on, it's fruitless, right? Because after every single thing that you have heard or learned throughout history, throughout time, basically, I love history, guys. Like, like I'm a nerd. It gives a darn what you say. I love missing history. Because it's a true story. It might not all be facts. You get what I'm saying? But it's based in truth. I believe that with my soul because I don't believe God would allow me to learn lies. I know for a fact that he doesn't like me to hear lies or mistruths. 
There's instances in my life where he completely just won't allow me to do it. Won't allow me to do it. I was singing a song recently. I have another example, but I've decided I'm going to put that one to bed. We're not going to talk about it no more. God saw him, obviously. That's why it took place. But recently I was singing a song and I was joining this song with someone else. He had already laid his track down and I was just supposed to match him. Okay. So we're singing, we're singing, we're singing. And I really liked this song. It was beautiful. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But then I went to go save it and it just saving, 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 saving. I jump out the app. I go right back into the app because usually if you do that and go back in, um, it'll just, it'll still be saving, but it'll clear, it'll help it refresh and do what it's supposed to do. But this app lately has been kind of iffy. So needless to say, I jumped out the app like I usually do, tried to jump back in and it was gone, which is fine normally. Again, this defaulty app, okay, would normally, if this took place, if you had um, a recording saved, okay, God bless him. He loves me. That's what it is. You had saved a recording and you were in the end stages of just, you know, doing editing and, and you were listening for the last time to your track. And the reason you went to go save was because you were done editing your track. Um, you came back, it would say you have a, a saved recording. Would you like to continue or delete it? I wasn't given that option. The song was gone forever. And I couldn't for the life of me understand why. Why would he just disappear my song like that? I thought I was really good. And in that moment, he said it wasn't about you. It was the fact that I didn't exist on the other end. Oh, I mean, you can sing a song. Basically, what he's saying, you can sing a song. You can say a thing. You can feel a way to the people, right? You can do whatever it is that is required of you at that time to fill the need that is being asked of you. But if you don't have it in your heart, it, it just doesn't exist. And, and, he, and, he, and he deleted my song. Because it was called forgiveness. And I'm not saying that person never asked for forgiveness. But the heart knows what the heart knows. And, and God knows your heart because he made it. Every single one of us, he made our heart. So not only does he know when you're lying, not being honest, completely truthful, um, he knows the actual truth and also knows what keeping the actual truth from those who are, you know, requiring it of you, what that's going to do to you, how that's going to affect your life. He already knows that, but you're choosing to do it anyway. So this is a filter. This is you compartmentalizing what God or what you think God can see, what God has control over. And that's the next thing that we talk about would be the filter of compartmentalization. You take this group of individuals and you tell them, this is who I am. This is who I am. And such and such and such. This is what I believe. Cool. And you go to another group and you say such and such and such and such is disgusting, so and so and so forth. That's gross, gross, gross. But then when those two groups intermingle in any shape or fashion, now you're stuck with half-truths and mistruths and bigotry. 
at the end of the day, you're not leading truthfully and you're not being honest with yourself. Your heart is not anywhere in the equation whatsoever because when your heart is there, you speak the truth. Because in your heart, you can't, you can't have lies. It just it doesn't sit right. And if it does, then that's not your heart. That's your pride. So when we compartmentalize what God can see, we, we tend to blame others for seeing things that we don't think they should see. Um, we have, uh, let's say we have a flock. Okay, and then there's certain people of this flock who have been loyal and, and, and faithful to the membership and the leadership of this of this particular flock uh, for some years. You know what I mean? And that's just what they do. It's just it's what they know. They trust in the leadership. But when you decide to continue believing and trusting in said leadership after it has turned or has changed God's truth to suit its personal needs, you are as well guilty you are as well guilty of compartmentalization. You're putting a filter on what you think God has control over. Because no, 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 that's what leadership is doing. And since you're following them, you're allowing that to continue. If leadership says that um, leaving the flock before we've given the ministry blessing, um, that's just, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're just all bad, right? you're no good. You're not really a Christian. You just, you know, you, you, you've backslid or whatever it is that you guys are using, um, these days, uh, to discriminate against the people who actually need to be there the most. Um, because you hear those songs all over the place about if the church is supposed to be about giving, why is it that they're so empty? The pews that is, why is it that the pews are so empty when the church is open to those who need it most? Because come as you are isn't real, is it? No, 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 no. You need to come correct. I mean, don't actually come up in holy clothes. Okay, that's, we don't do that here. Says who? Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Let me finish. Says who? Okay, no, 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 wait. No, we got a whole other side of that situation. I have recently binge watched. Yes, I did. Honest to my core. I'm trying my best. Uh... Pose. I don't know the the intro verbatim, but I love that show. Okay, and I was my eyes were opened to an entirely different world that I had no idea existed. And not only does it exist, it struggles just like every other lifestyle. Okay, I mean it has its own struggles, right? But we're all struggling with the same things: acceptance. Okay, visual appearance means more to the outside world than what's inside what they feel. This person's heart means nothing when it comes to the fact that you are on the outside in their eyes, fake, drag, confused. Again, that's judgment. That's you deciding that what God has created in that person. Nope, that can't be real. That's an abomination. God doesn't want people like you so when I was watching this show, I, it finally clicked for me why it took so long for AIDS to become an, a household thing. Like people knew what it meant. People knew how it was spread. People knew how to prevent the spread. And I figured out why it took so long. I was being raised up 
Okay, I was going to middle school. All right, elementary school. When these things were taking place, when these people were literally doing die-ins at churches because the church was telling people that the only way to save yourself from the virus was to abstain from sex. And when engaging in sex, of course, it should be in the marital bed between a man and a woman. Regardless of how you are born, a man and a woman should be the only two people in a bed together, calling it a marital bed. That is what the church was saying in the early 90s. I was born in 84. And when I was watching this show, I was three years old when this was taking place, okay? And I watch things that I need to know more about. I watch things, research things, go find videos. So I learn something new every day. I'm not gonna just watch something just to entertain myself. No, 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 no. If you're not teaching me anything, if I'm not learning something I didn't already know, I'm not gonna even open the first episode. That's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. But I knew that it had something to do with my son's community and I needed to know everything I could politely get my hands upon, okay? So I watched the show, I binge watched it. And at the tail end, like the last uh, couple, I would say four or five episodes, um, I allowed my sons, my two oldest sons to come in and you know, watch it with me. Um, you know, they each had different opinions, of course, but they are both aware that my son is gay. So we also know what is not accepted uh, to say in our house and what's, what's, what is going to be said outside of this house. You know what I mean? Um, I prepared both of them for what could be said to them regarding, uh, the oldest brother, you know, the, the, the oldest. Um, so I finished watching it. It was over. I was really sad. And I was like, okay, I think I've heard some whisperings of, you know, a season three. And I really hope that that is the case, but I went to bed that night or that morning, the next morning, I'm a night owl. I don't go to bed before four o'clock usually um, in the morning. And I just couldn't sleep. I lay down. I was tired, obviously, um, but I just couldn't sleep. I was like, I just I need to know who these people are. I need to know who these people are. So I know how to find people like them near us. So I can. I need him to be prepared. I don't want anything thrown at him that he doesn't know even exists. Okay, like I, I need him prepared. Anything Okay, we've had the discussion, do you want to wear girls' clothes? I don't have a problem with it. I just need to know. I mean, let, let's just put it out there. Let's handle it now so we can get you prepared. You know what I mean? I am completely open to all of it because I know that ain't my right, you know what I'm saying, to dictate that what God has created in my children or in anyone uh huh, was a mistake. And everyone who says that they're an abomination is saying that God made a mistake. And I swear to God, I love the fact, and I know I'm going to have to pray for that later, that I don't have to carry that weight to the gates of your judgment day. Because you deciding that something God has created is less than beautiful, you know it's in the book. It's not in the book because he don't believe in it. It's in the book because he actually said it to somebody and they thought that sounded pretty good. It's still there because it's true. Man may have written it. But it wouldn't still exist today if nothing in it was true. Aha! Didn't I say something? I said something. Yes, I did. So nothing would exist in the Holy Bible if none of it were true. I know that there's stories in there, okay? And the base 
the basics are there in every book. Okay. Every, yeah. Holy Bible. I say Holy Bible. Yeah. Cause it's not holy anymore. If there's so many different versions of it, that it makes no kinds of sense. None. There's no such thing as holy in multiple versions. That's well, which one's more holy because that's what it is, right? We have to, we have to hear hierarchy. I don't know how to talk to that guys. Uh, our, our holiness, our, our, our religiousness, our righteousness, you know, we have to be better than someone else. It has to be more. I have to be seen to be doing more. I have to be seen to be affecting more change. There you go, compartmentalizing. Like all your life is not perfect. So for you to selfie, selfie, selfie your life for the whole world to see, we know that you're not perfect. And the fact that you can't accept that fact is that that's between you and Jesus. Okay. That's between you and God. That's not me judging you. That's just me saying that we all can see it, honey. That's just you need to work on you. But if that's not the case and God has actually told you to continually picture and picture and picture yourself, capture and capture and capture your own likeness, God help us. I mean, that's then that's what God told you to do. Yeah, but he doesn't like vanity. So I, 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 I doubt Um that that's the case. Okay. But, but, but you're, no, but you're a pastor. You're, you're a pastor's daughter. You're a pastor's child. You have no business saying I'm this, this, and that, and you should do this, this, and that, but fall under the sin of vanity. Why do you need us to know what you're doing every day of your love and life? Why, why do we need to know? Explain it to me. Sorry, I was moving some things around. That's you deciding that you need to alter the the. image, I guess, um, that the world sees. And I need you to understand that regardless of what you say, regardless of what, um, image you project, God's will be out. It will out. His will be done. Regardless of your intent and purpose, following the Christian faith, his will be done. You can have an intention to do something to rectify a situation in your opinion. You got to rectify it because some false information is getting put out there and we, we can't be having people doing all that. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, it's reckless. It's dangerous just to be having ministries all willy nilly, especially since you haven't been to Bible study. You haven't, you haven't, haven't been to Bible schools or you haven't done any kind of research, anything like that at all. It's kind of dangerous for you to be saying things like that. But if I was wrong, I wouldn't still be saying it. Some of you still believe to your dying day, probably, that God doesn't exist. It doesn't matter. He's still going to take you home. Because you still exist to him. You are still a creation of Christ. You are still made in his image. So it doesn't matter what you think of his existence. It just it doesn't change his existence. It's just, okay, one less person. But your light is still bright. They're brighter than even ours. The ones who actually know he exists. We not only know we are very thankful that he does. I've been called an idiot. 
You know, only people who believe in God are idiots, right? Oh, okay, well, then I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot believing in someone who has done me no wrong, has been there for me every time I've fallen, even when others have walked away. There was never a time when a dark day came and that a bright sun didn't show up the next one. That doesn't happen in my life because I follow my king. I follow God's will and God's will will be done regardless of your intent or your declaration or your projection. It just doesn't matter. He knows your heart. And because he made that heart, regardless of what you intend to put out to the world, what he intended for you is still what's going to come out. That's what everyone else is going to see. Okay. Let's go back to these people leaving the church. It drives me crazy because there's blessed people, right? People who will go to the church um, because, you know, the one I attend is an outreach. And I believe all ministries should be outreach ministries because you want to spread the gospel. You want to spread the truth. That's what gospel is, okay? So for those of you who didn't know what gospel means, it doesn't mean a type of song, a, a genre of music. It means the truth, God's truth. It's the gospel truth. It's what he says, mote it be. Not what man has changed it into being. That's not, that's no, that's not what that is. So the outreach is the ministry needs to grow. It can't, we, we can't affect the world. We can't affect change even. We can't, we can't make anything better. If we don't go and change other minds, I'm not saying we have to, you know, go and conquer like we've done in our past. Every people that we come across that doesn't agree with us, we decide to kill them, slaughter and decimate the entire population. Uh, That's not what I mean. I mean, going to explain them the very simple basics. You get to keep whoever you believe in, but just know that we serve a jealous God. And at the end of the day, he is the one who created your heart. He is the one who you will answer to when you go up to heaven. Judgment day is, is, it's personal. Okay. So nothing I can say to you, nothing anyone can say to you can change your destination except for you. Only you, you and God and God's will be done. It's that simple. So regardless of your anointing, God's will be done in all things, right? In all things. So let's say I am the pastor's wife and I have done this, 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 and that. I have uh, mentored these people. I have led this choir. I have done whatever. You have been anointed and placed in these positions of leadership because that's how he desired you to be placed. Not because you deserve to be there. Because he felt you needed to be there for his plan, his will to be done. So the fact that we've gone from his will be done to I get to give my mm, ministries, okay, to someone else. I get to dictate who that's going to be. Unless it's guided by God himself and he has put that person forward. He has put that person forward. Now, just because you say it out your mouth doesn't mean that's what he said. And that's what I'm talking about. Wait at the gate. Okay. Just because you say that's what he said does not mean that you know. You know that's not what he said. 
But if that's what you claim, you know what weight on the gate means now. That's the weight you're carrying to the gates. You will claim something in his name that he did not say. You will answer for that weight. Okay, cool. Now, so let's say you do that. You have decided you've compartmentalized what God has control over in your life. Yes, 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 you have. Because I got to decide. I got to decide. Okay. Not the group. Okay. That I've led. Not the people who they've affected. Okay. No, no, no. no. I get to decide. One person gets to decide who precedes me. Who, 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 who follows me in leadership. So regardless of past deeds, regardless of past words, actions, judgments, regardless, one person has the power, man given mm -hmm, power to choose who will follow them in leadership instead of what the church was founded on and what God wills to be done. So all of you who say, well, you're saying that everything that we've done has not been willed by God. I did not say that. I'm saying that if you know better, that you have to answer for that weight. Okay. That's all I'm saying. We'll never know if you were lying, will we? We will never know. We'll never know. That's not our place to know because it's not our business. It's not our lane. We stay in ours, driving, driving down the lane, down, down mine. I don't need to worry about your weight because I've got weight of my own. I used to do some judging. You know what I'm saying? Even now I find myself judging people in some perspective or, or, or other. You know what I mean? Like I can't understand how people can call themselves a Christian and judge other people. That's me judging them though, right? That's me saying that that Christian right there is a liar. It's not right. Okay. I, I'm right. You know, that, that they are lying, but that's not, it's not my place. It's not my place. That's not what he meant by go forth and spread my gospel. That's not what he meant by saying, uh, you're a liar and you need to get people right because you need to tell people the truth. That's me forcing my will upon you. That's not God's will. God's will doesn't want you to shut down because if he did, we wouldn't be having different opinions on who's going to heaven and who doesn't. We would all understand that that's not our freaking place. We don't get a choice. Get what I'm saying? Okay, we don't get to decide that. No single man gets to decide where he's going. Because at the end of the day, all of you who do believe I get to choose where I'm going are the ones who are carrying that specific weight to the gates. He's going to ask you as follows. So what makes you think that you're entitled to come into my heaven? Well, Father, I followed you all my life. I've spread your gospel. I have spread your truth. Have you? You've, you've spread my truth. And what is my truth, Father? Your truth is that man should find a wife, have a family, raise children, um, should be good to his neighbor, uh, not judge other people, and uh, not covet thy neighbor, you know, stuff like that. Right, stuff like that. So the stuff like that, that you can't verbatim repeat back to God, he already knows why. He already knows why you don't know the actual words of what you should have been doing here on earth rather than judging. Because right there, when you're reciting what all you have done, okay, for the kingdom of Christ, that's you filtering 
what you think God can see. He was there the whole life, your whole life. He could see you. Hello. Hi, how are you? He was there the whole time, but you're going to tell him what you think you've accomplished, what you affected in the world. That's what you're going to tell God. You're going to justify your actions. You're going to justify your words, regardless of what they were, regardless of why you said them, regardless of the situation, you will justify them by, well, I used to do this, but I did this, this, and this, and this is good. What you want me to say that if you do, 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 do this and this, that that's going to wipe the slate clean. If you're living that lie, that no matter what you do, as long as you pray and repent that your slate is wiped clean. No, no, it's not. It's not wiped clean because you don't actually mean it. They say if you continue to do something and you say that you've repented for it, then that's basically a lie. You, you're lying. There's no way that you actually, you know what I mean, repented if you're still doing it. And that if you do repent and you mean it, right, that like if you mean it from a bystander's perspective, if I can tell that you mean it and you're acting all the right ways, then I mean, that's, that's cool. That's good enough for me. I'm not worried about you, but you don't have to worry about me either. Your heart is the one under inspection on judgment day. Not I, not yours. No, just you, not anyone else's. You are the only person who can speak for how you shared his truth. Not what you did to affect what you thought his truth was. No, because God doesn't want gays in heaven. You get to decide what God deems appropriate. That's why I don't really, I mean, I read it. Like I said, I read the Bible, but it's not what it used to be to me anymore. It's not a sacred text because it's not the same text that was supposedly written in biblical times. There's no way it could be because we're not the same people. We're not the same type of people. We didn't have the same needs. And that's what it was. It was a text created to answer our needs as humans so that we would know what to expect or how to handle certain situations. It's not going to tell us all the answers though, because that's not our purpose in life. We don't need to know all the answers. That's not God's, that's God's job. It's not, he's not going to give it to us because that's not a burden we need to handle. So it's not something we can carry as well. <clears throat> so no matter what, um, what your message might be, um, but normally if it's the wrong message and it doesn't come across, uh, as religious and it's it's self indulgent god's will is going to either shut it down or in some, well in some way it's going to change because the holy spirit is called when god is angered just like he's called when god is pleased he's in the midst of his followers of his of his kingdom of his children so why would he not be angry and, and he's just going to walk away and leave you behind? Because you pissed him off enough that with your words alone, he's just left the rest of humanity. You don't even got to like that. But God handles what he needs to handle and he does it with a quickness. There's no, there's no hesitation. And if it, there is a hesitation, there was a purpose for that hesitation. But as I was saying, when I was watching this show, Pose, um, I went ahead and reached out to one of the actresses 
Um, it was just like a real eye-opening sh- like experience to learn of this part of the world that I did not even know existed. Um, that these fights, these civil rights, when I see uh, pride civil rights, of course I'm on board, right? I want I want them to know that they're equal in God's eyes. It doesn't matter what man thinks. You know what I mean? That that's what's truly important to God is that he created them all. He thinks they're freaking beautiful. Okay. But this show particularly, it had always made me confused. Like God doesn't make any mistakes, but he made these transgenders and I didn't understand what that meant. Why? You don't make no mistakes though. And that's when it hit me one day. You're right. I didn't make a mistake. They are not a mistake. Not a single one of them that was born in the wrong body is actually a mistake. God knew exactly what he was doing. Some people are out there who were born a man who know that they are belonged, that they belong with a female body, but will never ever get the change. Will never dress like a woman because they're afraid of what other people will think of them of their lifestyle, what other people will say. Well, they'll talk. They'll talk about me. They'll they'll ostracize me. They won't invite me to parties anymore. What, because you're gay? Because you are what God created you to be? So would you really want to be around people who don't want to accept you as God created you? That's my point. All of you Christians who swear for Lord above that you're spreading the gospel, and then tell the, in the same breath, usually, these people, the transgenders, homosexuals of any kind, that they're disgusting. Because like, as you guys know, you don't have the right, like it's not your friggin' place. I don't care. I don't care what book you point to. There's nothing in this world that was created by the one true creator that gave you the right to judge another of his beings. Not a one, not a single one that doesn't exist because that's not your place. And that's why when I reached out to this person, I, I, you know, just told her a little bit about myself. I said, this is who I am and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I just truly believe that God has sent me on this mission for a reason. And I know that I watched you in this show to learn what I did for a reason and and it just basically bolstered everything that I've been told thus far from my king. He wants people to know the gospel, the actual truth. The truth is that I love all of my children because I created every single one of them. How dare you say that any of them are disgusting? How dare you? And then in the same breath, call yourself a Christian. Because Christians don't do that here, okay? Because they darn sure don't do it in heaven. There's not a single Christian in heaven that hates gays. Not a single one. Not a one. You know why? Because hate don't happen in heaven. It don't do that there. We don't, we don't, we don't. It's just not that kind of king that I serve. You got me? So when you say, oh my God, my faith believes, my faith believes, my faith believes. Your faith actually believes that we love all. We love one another regardless of skin tone, sexual orientation, or lifestyle style choices because we are not God. So we were not given the right to judge a single person other than ourselves. Let's talk about bulimia real quick. I had a problem, not personally, like I've never been bulimic or anorexic. 
I, I don't think my body's ever going to be bulimic or anorexic, but you never know. I might need to experience a few things. But anyway, <clears throat> when I had heard and learned about it, I was in freshman in high school, and we learned about, you know, eating disorders, and I... I was still under the impression that, you know, anything that you do to your body is a sin because God created you that way. Like everything, it was made like that on purpose. Why would you want to be thinner? Why would you want to be fatter? Why would you want to eat so much food if you can't, you know what I mean? I was confused. I was young in my faith. So now I can stand here and tell you as an adult, as a mother of a gay son that God does everything on purpose. I am very proud of my education. I am, am very, very proud of my search for more education. I, I love to learn. There's nothing, there's not a single day that goes by that you couldn't learn something new. And why would you not want to? To be smarter than the day before. To be advanced in your mind and heart than you were the day before. So that God knows you even more than he did the day before. God knows your potential. God knows how far your love can go. And God knows how far your love will go under your circum, uh, present circumstances. So if you believe that certain people don't belong on earth because uh, they are an abomination for Christ, you're not going very far. Because you're telling God that I'm a Christian, Father, and you, you say, and, and I want you to hear me when I say to you, folks, those of you Christians who go to the father that fall to your knees at the altar and say, father, I just, I wish you would rid the world of gays. I need you to hear me when I say to you, you have offended my God because you're telling him to wreak havoc and genocide on an entire community of people because you don't approve of them. And I need you to understand how offensive that is to God. I need you to get it. There's nothing in this world that has given you the right to judge anything that he has created. Nothing in the world. There's nothing in the world. There's not a war that was won. There's not a color of skin that was made. Nothing in this world that gave you the right to judge another of God's beings. Nothing. Not a text. Not a holy sacrilegious book. No, 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 no. Nothing exists that gives you a right to tell God, hey, I don't like what you did right there. Could you just go ahead and get rid of all them? Because our world, it must be clean. It must be clean. And you're telling God to his face while you're down there on your knees that you don't approve of the world he's created. I'm not carrying the weight. That's all on you. So I need y'all to understand something. That is a very simple message. You see what I'm saying? Very simple message. That was the message that I want people to know. When I say I'm prophetess LGBTQ, I'm a lover, a giver, beloved, tolerant, quintessential Christian in Christ, that's what it means. I wasn't just given that name because it was cute. I was given that name because it means something. Because I have a message that he's tired of not getting across. He's tired of it. He's tired of you calling his name as your own, claiming to be a Christian, but swearing up and down that... That you're allowed to be bigot. You're allowed to be a racist. You're allowed because God, God's on your side. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian just because you call yourself something. Don't make it so. I could call myself the queen of England, but that don't make me the queen of England. 
You see what I'm saying? That just, that's not how that works. Okay. And that's not how God works. And you know that if you're really a Christian and you're working on your faith, great and grand on to you. But if you're at the Christian level where I am good, I've done Christian things all my life. I have led a Christian life. I have led a, a, a moral lifestyle. I've done nothing wrong. I've never marked my body. I've never pierced my skin. Nothing wrong have I done in my life. I think you're mistaken. If you're racist. If you're a bigot and can't stand transgenders or bisexuals. Or homosexuals of any kind. You're still a bigot. You can be a Christian. You can call on his name all day long. But he still knows your heart. And in your heart, you're a bigot. We don't do that up in heaven. Okay, We don't see hatred. We don't do uh, bigotry or racism. Because hate is just not allowed. You get what I'm saying? Like ever, it's never going to be. It's just not what to do. It's not what to do. That's why Lucifer... You know, that's why he was kicked out of heaven because he hated us. He hated mankind because God loved us more than Lucifer and the angels. And he didn't think that was fine. That was not, that's not right. Cause we're ethereal beings. We are, we got, we can freaking fly. Okay. We can fly. We glow like the stars. Okay. They can't even handle our magnitude. That's how great of beings we are. Lucifer said. How dare you love them more than you love us when we are so much better than them? And if that's how you feel, God says, and get the hay out. I don't, I don't need your hair. We're not going to do hatred up in here, okay? Because these are my children. I've created these children. I've created them on purpose that way. And if you don't like how it's going, just wait. Wait till the message gets out. Wait till they actually hear the truth. Wait till they actually spread the actual gospel. Then we're going to go some places. Then we're going to actually have a community. And it's not going to be sex. S-E-C-T-S. They're not going to be sex of the same religion. It's going to be one freaking faith. It's one faith. We love everybody. Period. Point blank. But no one here has been able to tell a gay, lesbian, or transgender person that they're going to heaven. We just, we can't tell you that. I mean, we could pray for you. We can pray for you. Who are you praying for, boo? Who are you praying for? You know what you're going to pray for? This is what it means to me. When you tell me, oh, I'm going to pray for you, okay? Because your son's going through a phase and he's gay or he thinks he's gay. So I'm, we're just going to keep praying for him. We're going to keep praying for him. We're going to keep praying for him. And I'm going to need you to let you know something right now. You keep a praying, but know this, you're wasting your breath. I don't appreciate you insinuating that he's going anywhere than where he's going, but I don't need to worry about you. I don't need to worry about you. You can go on and waste your breath and continue to give prayers in falsehood, but God already knows your heart. So regardless of what you say in your prayers, even if you don't come from the right, correct heart, because that's what it is. If you don't come from the right, correct heart, he don't hear those prayers. People want to know why, why wasn't my answer, my prayers weren't answered, my prayers weren't answered, because he, he, he lost the office. Guess what? God heard the prayers he needed to hear, because the, the ones that were for him, those weren't coming from the right heart. You wanted that person in office so that you could continue to hate people the way that you do, and it was justified because the president does it. 
That's what it was. That's why you're upset. That's why you don't want them to count the votes. That's why you want to count the votes. Now you want to count them twice. It, because you're upset that God didn't answer your prayers. God doesn't answer prayers when they come from an evil and wrong heart. He just won't do it. Why do I need to waste my time on prayers that you are you're trying to hurt someone else? You are asking me to take away from someone else, another creation of my own. That's what you're asking me to do. And I'm not down with that. I need you to understand God's not down with that. That's why your prayers weren't answered. If you're not coming, excuse me, from the right heart, he, he's got no time for that. None. I mean, he hears your prayers. Every, he hears every single one. That's a busy man. You know what I'm saying? But he's not answering every single one. He's answering the ones that are going to progress mankind, that are going to support the progression of mankind. Not that going to keep them back, keep hatred in their heart. What would, what would be the purpose? I need to understand it. What's the purpose? But you swear to God, swear to God that you're a Christian. You cannot be a Christian and call yourself KKK, Antifa, QAnon, any of it. All those uh, proud boys, you can't do it. You just can't do it. That's not a Christian. No, 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 no. A Christian is someone who upholds God's truth, not the truth of man. That's what it is, though. Right now, we are listening to the truth of man that man has created from the original text that was given to them by the prophets. We have this one last kind of uh, compartmentalization, the filters, what have you. Um, when we have at the church, we have different um, campuses right now, okay? And then there's different people within the ministry who have branched out, who have gone to other countries, right? They've done mission, uh, missionary work uh, in other countries. Now, mind you, when I hear of missionary work, that means I'm taking the mission here and I'm taking it elsewhere. I'm spreading it elsewhere. I am spreading the gospel, okay? As I've learned it, right? And I'm spreading it to the world as an outreach center is supposed to do, right? So I need to understand why it's okay for those people. Just like I brought up before, the people who have gone on to be guest speakers and motivational speakers, they used to attend church at the church I go to. But you have no problem welcoming them back in when they want to come and, and pop in for a visit or give us a motivational speech. You're fine. Oh, this used to be as an alumni. He used to be a member of our church. Always will be. We love you so much. Or you'll send off missionaries to another country and they're going to take our mission and they're going to spread the gospel of, of, of Christ and, and we're just going to give them blessings. We're going to pray for them and we're going to pray for safe uh, healing of the country that they, uh, that, that they go to mission work with. So you've given your blessing. Your ministry has blessed those individuals to go and share the message, to give out the mission. But when someone is told not by you or through you or <laughs> even referenced your name at all, um, we don't come through you. We don't ask your advice. We don't ask your opinion. We don't say, hey, I had this vision. Do you think this is what it means? Because we didn't do it like that. It couldn't possibly be real. I have a problem with that. For the following reasons. I have another uh, fellow member of the church that I go to. Now she's, I would say she's probably much in the same boat as me. She's brown skinned. Um, she's got tattoos. Okay, a lot. 
Okay. She's got piercings a lot, right? Um, she has a, I say difficult image to take in because she's not the image that you would normally see at a church. That's why I say she's like me, because when you see me, they get confused. Whoa, wait, what, what is she doing? Why is she here? What, why does she look like that? Cause I can, God said, go to church and go to church. What's your problem? No. Okay. So she is in the same boat, ship, whatever with me. Okay. She, uh, she became a member of her church probably before I did. And then recently she has branched out and started her own ministry. And people like her and myself, okay, who state that we're going to go and spread our ministry that we have been taught, okay, at our church, um, we have been devalued and debased and we're told um, that we're hypocrites and that uh, we are false prophetess or prophets and you have the audacity to twist your face and say that about another of God's creations. You're telling people that this child of God, who obviously if they're prospering in their ministry as I am, if they are wrong, would they be prospering? I think not. Just like if I was wrong doing what I was doing, I wouldn't be prospering. You know what I'm saying? I got five companies, people. Five. And a nonprofit. It's just waiting for God to put his hand on it. That's it. I've already put it in place. He told me how to set it up. I just follow instructions. Okay. It's pretty easy to live life that way. You just follow instructions. I've established them. They're there. What have you. God will. God's will be done. Why do I need to sweat it? Why do I need to worry about where my next dollar is coming from? If I need a dollar, it's going to be there. I promise you. And the reason why I know this for a fact is because Every time I've ever had a situation like that, he's always been there. God has never failed me. God will never fail me. So I just don't understand why it's okay for you to decide who has been anointed to start their own ministry and who hasn't. Because there's no way that person looking like that was been, has been anointed as a prophetess. She's, there's no way. There's no way. Because I have ink on my body, piercings in my face. Because I support gays. I have a gay son, not ashamed to tell people that's, that's, that's a problem for you. And the problem is that I don't need to use a filter to reach God. I think that's what your problem is. I don't need a filter to reach God because you trying to tell me that what I believe in is wrong or how I'm ministering is wrong or that I'm fake. That's you trying to filter what God sees in this beautiful light. And you can't do that. God brought this light for me. He created this light in me. So why in God's name do you think that you would ever dictate how God sees it? He's always going to see my light regardless of how much shade you shine on me. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden. Regardless of how much clothes or fig leaves you put on your body, I will always see the light in you because I created you in my image. So filter... Filter your, your congregation, filter your words, filter, uh, your opinions of people because you don't want to offend anybody. I don't give a darn if you're offended. If you're offended, it's because it's true. And I don't, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for telling you the truth. I don't, I don't do that here. So 
You can bless those people who come to you and say, we're going to go do mission work. Yeah, yada, boom, boom. Yes, yes. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, bless you, bless you. But when someone else who doesn't look like you think we should look does the same thing without your permission, right? Just out of the blue. She's got a ministry. She's got a podcast. She's got a platform. What the hey? What is she doing? She's not real. It's not real. Don't listen to her. Nothing she says is true. But I'm not the one who got shut off. Okay. I'm not the one who gets turned off. Now, if I record a podcast that's offensive to God, or I'll say something, or um, it's not the right message. It's, you know, no, not didn't come from the right heart. It disappears before I can even try to save it. So, so God, he got me in check. You understand the son? So, so don't ever worry that what I tell the people who also hear you tell them I'm wrong. Don't you worry about them because God's will be done. You don't have any more control over that. You can't out control God. You just can't do it. Filter or not. Now, they trust that the people who are going, right, the ones they've blessed to go to the ministry, that they trust that the message that they have instilled upon these people, their truth, right, your truth, is going to be spread around the world. That they're all going to start thinking like you. But guess what? That's not God's truth, so that's not what's going to happen. God's truth is going to be spread around the world by people like me, where he gets out to the general public that you don't have a right to judge another of his beings. You don't have the right. You never freaking will. You just don't got it. Not a single one of you. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care the pedigree. I don't care the royalty status. I don't give a darn. You get what I'm saying? You, you nothing in the sight of my God if you're trying to tear anything down that he has created. No. No weapon formed against him shall prosper because he is in me. You, you, you're, you're not, you're winning nothing in that fact. So when you keep saying it, you're just making sure that God sees that light a little bit brighter. Because not only are you continually trying to debase and devalue and, and discredit, the more you do that, the more people are paying attention. Well, why are you still on that? Why are you, why are you still talking about her? Why are you still worried about that? If it's not true, then why are you still talking about it? It's a good question. It's a really good question, guys. So all of this things refers to um, what we want people to see versus what is actually in our heart. Um, we call ourselves a Christian, but in our heart we hate or we're bigoted against a certain race, creed, or sexual orientation. Um, so it doesn't matter what you say out your face. Like I've said that many, many times to many, many, many of you. Regardless of what you say to my face, even if it's a lie, first of all, shame on you for lying to me. Know this, that eventually I will find out the truth. And you're just that liar. You get what I'm saying? Um, not only are you a liar, though, God knows the truth before you even let it come out your face. So no matter what you say, no matter what you tell people about your intentions, about your progress, if you're lying, God knows. And that's the, called the weight at the gate that only you have to carry. Like I stated before, God will ask us all the same question. What did you do to share my love and truth on earth? How did, how did you affect that progress? How did you teach the world my truth? Show me all the ways you taught people the real truth 
that I, that I, that I covet, that I love. God loves us all. And you telling these people otherwise disgusts God because you got some nerve, yo. Telling God that anything he has made is less than beautiful. I, I just want to say like watching that show, I can't, okay, I can, I did research, you know what I mean? I do it for my profession. But the time and attention it takes to make their face as beat, I learned that word, as they have on that show, on Pose, I just, that's dedication. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? That is dedication to the craft. However, some of them are beautiful. Well, they're all beautiful. I'm sorry, I don't mean like that. But some of them want so badly to be other than what they look like because they've been rejected for what they look like. But I need those people specifically to understand. If you don't believe you're in the right body, that doesn't mean God messed up. It just means God wants you to make that choice. You have to break out of the shell that people are telling you you're something you're not. That's what I tell my son almost every single day. The only choice that you have as a gay person is whether or not to come out the closet because God has already made the choice for you that you're actually gay. Like that's just what he did. He didn't give you an option. He didn't call you up like, hey boo, real quick, before you're born, could you let me know if you want to be gay? I mean, I could work that out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know how it was. I'm going I'm to figure out, I'll explain it to somebody. No, he made that decision for you before you even a twinkle in mama's eye. And so for any Christian, okay, see the quotations, Christian, to say anything other than what I just said to you, that you are beautiful in the eyes of our Lord, they're not going where you're going. They're not going where you're going. No. I'm not saying you can't wear makeup, guys. I'm not saying you can't put on weave. I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying, though, is know that just because you put on a certain facade for the outside world to see doesn't mean the truth doesn't exist and is not known by the king. You can't escape these facts. That's just what they are. You get what I'm saying? You have to carry the gate. Or I'm sorry, the weight to the gate. Whatever you judge, whatever you deem worthy of your own judgment, you will be judged for in heaven. It's just what it is. That's how he operates. Okay. This is Prophetess LGBTQ. I want to do a real quick prayer with you guys. Um, uh, shout out to all of the cast of pose you guys just don't know how much you've inspired me how much you have taught me and i know it was just a show everyone's just like mel it's just a show it's just a show you don't know how much of not just a show it is to me i i want to still learn i want to learn more but i need you to understand that you guys have changed lives and in more ways than you will ever understand and never, ever let anyone tell you otherwise that you are anything less than beautiful because God made you that way on purpose. He makes no mistakes. So he didn't put you in the wrong body by mistake. He put you in the wrong body on purpose because he needed you to decide if you were going to be truly who he made you to be. That's the only decision you guys have. He's made you that way. You know better. So just because everyone else in your world and your sphere tells you, no, you're not. You're a boy. You're a boy. You're a boy. No, the frick I'm not. No, I'm not. And God knows better. So you do what you got to do to get right with God. Because knowing that you haven't 
been true to yourself, to the true person that God made you to be, know that that person who hasn't accepted who God has truly made him to be, the transgender who hasn't done what they need to do to accept themselves, you got some answer to do too. He's going to ask you, why did you feel that how I created you was anything less than beautiful? And you say, well, I was born, but I think I know how you were born. He'd say, I made you that way. I know how you were born because I made you that way. I know that I was, you were born into the wrong body. God already knows that. So what are you going to do about it? God is not telling you it's disgusting. You got to get yourself together. No, God's telling you, why have you not accepted that I make no mistakes? I asked both of my older boys when I found out my son was gay. Um, you know, do you like wearing clothes? You want to wear makeup? I mean, I'm okay with whatever you want to do. I'm completely open on that. I just want to be prepared. I want to be able to prepare you as well. You know, as be prepared for whatever might come your way. Um, on this particular path. And, um, and that's what I tell myself. That's why I was watching the show. I, I needed to know, cause I knew nothing about that particular area of the, uh, of the community. And it's a big community and it's getting bigger every single day. And the reason why is because people are refusing to conform to what society feels they should be. Well, you were born this way. You were born. That's, that's the, what, that's what you are. no, that's not the case. Well, if God doesn't make any mistakes, then why do, why do they get to change their identity? They're not changing their identity. They're correcting it. He did not make a mistake. That's not what they're correcting. They're correcting what you see. He knows what he made in that person. Let's, let's take MJ for a sec. Okay. So MJ was born a man, but she's very much a woman. Like I don't see a man. You understand? I don't, I'd never seen a man when I saw that person. I never had any idea that she was a man. I had no freaking clue. And then the India girl, I didn't know she was either. And at one point I saw, I thought I saw, you know, an Adam's apple. I said, makeup can do wonders. You know what I'm saying? Makeup can do things. Uh, so I didn't know how that worked exactly. So I had to know, I had to find out what about this cast? Lord, let me, let me find out about this cast. I went and did my research, you know, some little Wikipedia in, and, uh, I found out that it's the largest female transgender cast in cinematic history. That's what I need y'all to understand. MJ, the entire post cast, y'all not just making history. You're making cinematic history. You're making community history there's going to be civil rights in the future that we don't even know about right now that we don't even know we have to have that we have to have them secured it's coming but i need you to understand the impact that your show has had on people like me with children like my son (sighs) having a mother could save a lot of lives And unfortunately, there's not a lot of children out there like my son that has someone at home telling them that God made you that way on purpose. I don't want you to change anything about yourself. Now, if you feel you need to change something about you, I mean, well, first of all, if I'm not mistaken, you know that from birth, okay? You just know that that doesn't feel right. You know, okay, that thing shouldn't be there. 
it's just it's it's called i think uh body transmorphication or something like that you just you know it feels like the part of you doesn't belong to your body like that that's just that's an extra piece you know what i mean it's not supposed to be there plain and simple and to understand that community um is to understand that god truly makes no mistakes and when i say to you that you own the only decision you have the only choice that you have in the entire matter is whether or not to become who he made you to be so when he placed you in a male's body and he made you a female in a male's body he already knew what you needed to do what you would have to go through to get there and he also knew whether or not she'd do it but you need to understand something if you were born a certain way and you feel you were born in the wrong body know that that's not a mistake you are not a mistake it's time for you to make a choice. That's all it means. It just means it's time for you to make a choice. It doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter how many, I, I, no, no. That was one of the things that hit me the most. I was in tears that day. That episode brought me to tears. You don't get to dictate how another person's body keeps you happy. That's, that's, that's phenomenally incorrect. So if you're out there and someone has told you that they can't love you if you change into who you're supposed to be, then you need to let that person go because God knows who you're supposed to be. And he did not make that person who can't love you for who you are for you. He didn't mean to make that person for you. And it's going to hurt because you've been with that person for many, 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 many years. But that doesn't mean it was sanctioned by God. When you hear sanction, y'all automatically assume, oh crap, here she goes, talking about religion, talking about we don't belong. If you're just catching on, if you're just now tuning in, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean at all. You need to make the decision. You need to come to terms with what he made you to be. He doesn't make mistakes. You need to understand you're not a mistake. But you got a choice to make. No one else gets to decide your happiness. If you're not comfortable in the body that you're in, then change that stuff. Ooh, y'all, I'm working on me. Working on me, working on me. No one gets to decide. No one should be able to dictate. I say should be. No one is allowed to dictate what body you feel comfortable in. That's absolutely incorrect. Absolutely incorrect. No one in the world was given that right. And the darns aren't given the right to judge you for doing what you need to do to become who he wants you to be. So I at one point had a problem with the transgenders. I couldn't rectify that, reconcile, excuse me, that with the rest of the message that, you know, God makes no mistakes. He did everybody on purpose, just like that. So what about the transgenders? God, what are you talking about? What, what, why did they, that's not a mistake, he says. I didn't make a mistake. I make no mistakes. I know only victory, he said. I gave them a choice. I give every gay son or daughter a choice. You either come out, and be the person I made you on purpose to be, or you stay in the closet and you live a very sheltered, unhappy life. Just know that God still sees you regardless of the choice that you make because he created you that way on purpose. He created you that way on purpose. I don't know if you heard me, but he created you that way on purpose. Make the choice and make it be your choice. Let it be only your choice. It's not how it's gonna affect other people. Who gives a toots about that? No one, not even God. I, t I promise you, 
his will be done. And if you are in the wrong body, he didn't make a mistake. You are not a mistake. You need to make a choice. This is Prophetess LGBTQ. Father, I ask that you bless each and every one of my listeners, wherever they be, whoever they be, whenever they might be. I just ask that you continue to bless their families, their lives, their finances, their joy and their happiness. Father, let them remind them, be, remind themselves on a daily basis that those two things come only and source directly from you and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his holy name, I pray. Amen. Prophetess LGBTQ. I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.